use them because I find when I use them, I, I am get self conscious. No, I'm under the illusion that I'm projecting and stuff, you know, because you sound good in headphones, uh-huh. and then you hear it back, and you're like. <clears throat> You realize you're going like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so it makes me put out. Because I, I don't Wait, it makes you put out? It makes me put out. I'm just out for anything. Really? Without <laughs> headphones on. So. This is exciting already. Yeah. Man. It's, not even, it's what, not even 9.30. I know. It's so early. Thank well, you for doing this. Yeah, early. thank you. I got this uh, on your account. He's just Trump giving you the finger. That's Trump. I couldn't tell. I know it's Trump really shit. It's like Trump. <laughs> you, it's every horrible old. You really Republican need the box with it, you know, because like, it looks like uh, just, <laughs> Trump and a little bit of Jeff Sessions and every fucker. Well, I was gonna gift wrap it and give it to you, but Ehud wants it as a permanent member of the podcast. So I think that's good. Yeah, I actually. I mean, what are you gonna do with this anyway? Really. I had um, until. <laughs> what I, are we gonna do with it? Trump himself gave me uh, in two thousand four. There was like herpes? dolls. He gave me herpes. <laughs> no, I. Trump himself. The weird. Wait, that's getting us banned. Just even saying that. No, no, I know. Let alone having but you on, too, Dave. We're, this is the fifth episode in, and we're already gonna get banned. No, yes, I mean I'm we're a, fine with it. We don't. The thing care. is, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm on the, I'm on the right side of history. I agree. And uh no, but I I I met Trump in 2004 but when he was just a game show host. Mm-hmm. I was hired to write during the celebrity ringtone craze yeah. of 2004. I was hired by a couple corporations like Verizon and and another one like who were making all these celebrity yeah. ringtones. And like, will you write ringtones for Donald Trump? And uh and this is a are we podcasting yet? I or, think we are, yeah. Um, okay, <coughs> I so, hope so, because then this would be a bunch of wasted effort. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> so I, it was right. I've not, still never seen The Apprentice, but it was right when that show was taking off, I guess. And, uh, and so I assumed that I would just write some variation on You're Fired, mm-hmm. and that would be the ringtones that he would do. But if there's any, if you need any more reason why this guy shouldn't be in charge of anything he failed to negotiate the rights to your fired he wasn't allowed to say nbc on the the catchphrase you're fired oh really so uh, uh he wasn't allowed to say it so i had to like come up with other things for him to say but i wrote these ringtones what are the ringtone it just said it's like him going like pick up the phone you might uh. be a great business opportunity uh. and uh i needed the money but right. again, this is 2004, before, <laughs> before, a long time ago. Did he and actually record the the vocals for it? Yeah, and I thought oh, I'm just gonna that? do these and email. I don't have them. I I assumed I was just gonna write them and email them, and then they send me a check. The you know Verizon or it's like Verizon and, and Warner Music Group did this together, um, and. But then they were like, oh, we want you to come to Donald Trump's office when we record these with him so you can kind of be there and help it in whatever way. And so I went to his, his office. and uh, You met him? I met him. I had, me- I had met him once before, like a year prior. VH1 had hired me to... They were, you know, they do those clip shows and then talking like heads go like, that was 80s. crazy. Yeah. yeah or the 90s. So they were doing one on uh, 
crazy red carpet moments. Mm -hmm. And so they sent me to the NBC up fronts to, to be a weirdo to, to celebrities. So they would get weird. They didn't have enough footage to make their show. So they wanted me to provoke gently, you know, in a friendly way to get weird reactions. And, uh, so I met him and I genuinely didn't know he had a TV show. This would have been like 2003. And I was like, you have a TV show? Like who, are you serious? And he was like, anyway, but, uh, but I when when I, then I did go to his office a year later and it's ever absolutely as horrible as you can imagine. It's Meaning like, what? There's cocaine it's like a, everywhere? A blind decorator. <laughs> it's like a blind decorator being given an unlimited budget until they never town work in this town again. Lots of gold <laughs> things. Can't speech. Everything's gold. And, uh, yeah, it's just horrible. And, um, Anyway, but when I was there, they gave me uh, his books and a talking Trump doll. And I had the doll. So you already have a doll. So No, I threw it out. This would have been redundant. I threw it out. I was making videos every few months at, for another video that I made, a comedy video that I think is still on YouTube. I bought a massive dildo. So I sold the dildo. Just for the video or for another video also, no also it was like one of those or? dildos that like serves that uh, if anyone can make use of it i'd sure like to meet him or them <laughs> no comment whatever yeah no it's uh <laughs> it was this monstrous dildo i bought on challenge th- accepted <laughs> no <laughs> it was just it was like a uh it was just very large and i mm-hmm. I, I had it in a dude tell a more dave but i made all these instagram videos where I would beat the crap out of the Donald Trump doll with, with a, a massive, massive dildo. dildo. And then I I was cleaning my apartment recently. I decided I was just going to really clean the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend had been like, the two most annoying things. Because <laughs> she's like, would you throw this fucking dildo out? She didn't, she didn't say fuck. She she's a lady. She doesn't swear. But she's like, get rid of this dildo and get rid of this Trump doll. Because like. They're the just two like are just annoying, weird, weird energy. And I was like, "Well, I might need the dildo for one of my humorous comedy yeah. videos, <laughs> and I need the Trump doll to, so I can beat it with the dildo." And then I, it's like a month ago, I threw threw them both out. So, uh, yeah. How, and I how did you go? How'd you go about throwing those out? <laughs> like, did you, I put them in a you bag. Put them in, did two bags or just one bag? Just a they normal. Made, I think it was the same bag. Double bag or? Well, you got to put the massive dildo. Any if you're gonna throw out a dildo, you should put it in a bag. That's just definitely. That's, that's just, just polite. polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean that just goes without saying. So I think you double the bag. By the way, double. Yeah. yeah. Double. You don't want. I mean, you just don't want anyone finding that. No, and uh. <laughs> And the Trump doll, I thought for a while to like hang it, but uh, out my window, like with a noose. But I was like, I don't need, I don't need want any <laughs> more trouble. Yeah, it's it's too uh, yeah overt. That is too, that is too overt. I think. And I I don't want him, I don't want him uh, assassinated or anything. No 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 no. 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 I just want him to I. go back to uh, being, being a, a game show host. Yes. Yeah, he's entertaining as that. I had no problem with him as that. I didn't yeah. never saw it myself, but I'm sure it was fine. If the president was, was like, a show, he's entertaining as a president. That's yeah. true. That you is know, if, that if, is undeniable. If it was a TV he's a pretty show, good. He's, awesome. he's a pretty good stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, mm, <laughs> that's I think you're going too far. Okay, fair enough. Um, do you have any Twitter withdrawals? No, I mean honestly, 
well, how long has it been since Thursday? No, no, it's been over a week uh-huh. from suspended to permanent ban. So the, the day after Memorial, Memorial Day is really what pushed it over the edge, as it so often does. And uh, what the your mama jokes? Well, I had sort of backed off on the your mama jokes for a while, and. And I then just read, I just read them, uh, some of them, and they just seem like goof, like just it's, goofy it's fun. It's literally cr- that it's was just the, crazy, like that that gets you banned. I mean, I'm like, I was expecting worse to be honest, because he literally just sent them to me, and I was like, I couldn't even get through them because it was just like, okay, these are just mildly amusing your mama jokes. No, I mean, yeah. they're funny. No, but that's you know, the like point. I'm not dissing or anything. No, but it's like, come on, it's like we're banning this guy for this. This is crazy. I mean, that was the whole point of them. Like, they're not. <laughs> And it's, I bet you the people who received them thought they were funny. Like well, I bet well, it was like were, I read, oh, really? I read were very angry. But uh, there, there some was, of the replies were worse. Were like they were threatening. I think you. people just need to lighten up in general. I, I really, really do. Uh, over, uh, on both sides of the political equation. Yeah, because I mean, and I don't like it when people like even Alex Jones gets banned or think I don't agree with that. I think I like freedom of speech. You know, I just think it's like shouldn't be banning people off of off of out of the county you know whatever out of this county square how do you say that the town town square whatever but (laughs) i just think what do you you think of that do you think like do you think alex jones should have been banned i i was i don't pay any attention to him so i know he's a nut job and i know he thinks that like juice boxes turn people gay and there's yeah, frogs just, that make people gay or something i don't even i don't know either I, mean, I, I just don't, don't him. i don't like the idea of banning people off of platforms whether they're no. li- liberal or conservative i think it's it sets a dangerous precedent and no i, I and agree it's with a slippery that. slope and right? i think and I, you could hate alex jones all you want that's fair enough then just don't tune out but i feel like freedom like the whole thing of like i don't have to agree with what you say but i'll fight to the death for you know that yeah whole, who said that? Uh, so, I believe it was. None of us know. Uh, I didn't go to college. It was Don Dawkins, I think. <laughs> George Lynch. Ro- said it. George Lynch. It was George said Lynch, it. and then Dawkins, and then and then Dawkins stole it from George Lynch, and that's yeah, what broke up Dawkins. Yeah. That's why we. That's why we are where we. That's why today. we're at where we're at. Remember that skeleton guitar George Lynch had? Yeah, it was called that was Killer. I think uh, Mr. Scary. I think. You're right. I know. Believe me, if this could be a whole other podcast. I could talk about oh, no, George Lynch and Dawkins all day. Oh yeah, I like Warren D. Martini. I'm not a high five guy, but I will. <laughs> oh, we're not high five. No, no, we are. We oh, are. I thought Warren D. Martini. <laughs> it to me was, it, is the so Keith cool. Richards. He was the of Keith Richards metal, of the eighties. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. He and I still. You get a couple of drinks in me. I'm going on eBay Reverb or whatever, and I'm like. Yeah. I should probably get the Warren D. Martini Charvel with the swords. I, I used to have a Charvel. I have. I just bought uh, because you know I'm just doing. I'm just living now. Yeah. I bought a like a a Jackson. Yeah, I want a Jackson with an I, upside down headstock. I, you know they they are available, but the thing about Jacksons, because <coughs> I, I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna like really do it and get like a full on USA Jackson. Which are really yeah, expensive. Actually, they were. Yeah, those were really nice. But like, and they're like a sports car. Because my friend had one, and I was like, because I, you know, I play like an SG, less po- like the classics yeah. telly. But then like, I just got it. You want to keep a, a, 
a slut around the house. No, I don't yeah. know. It. It's like no, a Jackson's like Jackson... a high class slut. A Charvel's just a slut. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I. But the thing about the Jacksons is like the kind of person that throws down on a, an expensive Jackson. Like the, those are unstable people. So like they're just like their lives are in chaos. If you're going like, yeah, I'm gonna spend three grand on a snakeskin Jackson. Yeah. And then that, that same guy is going to have to unload that Jackson one day for nothing. Right. Because he's that's, living on the edge. He's living a dream. And that's where that's, I strike. <laughs> that's what right. Strike. <laughs> <laughs> really? They, the resale value on Jacksons is just not You wouldn't believe it. So I bought like a $3,000 Jackson for this is a thousand good. bucks. This but is good information. I, I met a guy in a parking lot in New Jersey uh-huh. on my way to visit my dad in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. You're from, I'm, Ohio, I'm from Ohio as where well. Where are you from? Akron. Oh, nice. Same high school as the Black Keys and Chrissy High. I go to Akron all the time. Yeah. I'm going there in, in August for Earthquaker Day. Oh, cool. Earthquaker yeah, Earthquaker devices. devices. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, yeah, you did a video uh, pimping one of their pedals. Yeah, I pimp. Uh, Sorry. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I said it that way. It just came. It sounded good. It came into my brain that way. It and I, cool. I And I had a minute where I was like. Wasn't a minute, but like a second where I was like, "Don't say that," and I said it anyway. No, we're saying you know pimping, that thing. We're high fiving. We're <laughs> we're uh, we're talking about Jackson guitars. Like everyone knows what we're saying. <laughs> we're I mean, just gone off the rails. Well, yeah, we were talking about freedom of speech, well, oh, which so does anyway, seem more relevant. But I do think I, you're on the right side of history in that I think you're preventing a civil war in getting. The liberals are getting banned as well is maybe not a bad thing. Well, I think then both sides can't say we're the only ones getting banned. I think I think that's you know exactly I mean? why I was banned. I do think that is why you're banned too. I actually I've talked think, to my manager. I and think she's you were, like, yeah. She's like, they're just doing this because they need to to compensate. And but the thing that I don't Which like, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I'm not glad they're doing it to you. I think they should just stop banning people straight up, unless you I just are say, just insanely I think crazy. I, which I, somebody would say, well, Alex Jones is insanely crazy. Okay, fair enough. And I'm I'm not an Alex Jones fan. I he might be a shill. He might be psyop. I don't know. Like it's all you know. It's all a big He's conspiracy. A knob, I mean, whatever. It does. It's just that we, as soon as he got banned, and I bring him up because he was like the first major like figure well, to get he's banned on all platforms. Banned on all platforms. I was like, this is wild. Like, and then I was surprised. And I remember I like instantly like Instagram tweeted or whatever like something about freedom of speech and it was like crickets like nobody agreed and i'm like really nobody like well, nobody spooked by this at all and it just seemed like and then one after the other people are getting banned and i'm like okay and even and then i got scared to even speak up i'm like i'm just gonna shut well, the that's fuck the thing up. like i you, you know, know? <laughs> it's like anyway that's kind of why what inspired me. i mean there's a number of reasons that, uh that ins- I mean, but basic attention of like, you know, if you're a kid in the back of the class and the teacher's like, if you, if you throw an eraser again, you're going to have to have detention. But all the all the other kids laugh when you do it. So that's partly what motivated me to do these stupid fifth grade mother jokes, which truly, if you read them, there's not even profanity. It's like literally. What no, fucking- but there does seem to be like an unconscious self-destructive aspect to it. Like you were kind of well, just maybe you're you're kind of a punk rocker on some level. I would on say. every level. On every level. I mean, you know, I you're mean, like a Christian I, punk rocker. A Christian? I don't know. I thought you were religious. 
Christian. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to clock. <laughs> I didn't mean to like say you're Christian. No, no. I mean. And by the way, I, I I'm Catholic. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, okay. I don't say I'm, I was raised Catholic because I I think if I you think were, was, I think Jesus was a punk rocker. Oh, absolutely. Total punk I mean, rocker. like, so I. There's I no think, diss coming from me to I call you. A, Christ, no, no. I mean, Christian I believe I'll say I fully believe in the teachings of Christ. Me too. And uh, and that's what mystifies me with this. Uh, you know, fundamentalist, the right wing Christians. Yeah, the exactly. Basic teachings of Christ, and and I think I you can follow the teachings of Christ as an atheist, as an agnostic. <sighs> yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely, and I love Hinduism too. Right. And then when you know, and as somebody who believes in the teachings of Christ, then if you like, you know, hardcore Christians too, if you practice yoga, think you're doing some kind of evil nonsense, and I'm like, really, right. are you serious? Because I think Christ was a yogi. Totally. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Absolutely. And like, you know, and it all comes down to just basic, like, I don't think my, I think, I remember being five, six, seven or whatever and being with my dad, we're like driving somewhere and I was like, isn't like the whole point of every religion just be nice to each other and yeah, just be good? exactly. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Because yep. I'm like, why do we, why do, you know, why are we going to confession and all these things, which I guess confession would be a couple, yeah. you know, seven or eight. But, uh. I don't, I don't, it's pretty much what I think today. I don't really think any differently. And why do people, like, when they believe in something, think they know it's true? Like, because I'm, I believe in a creator or whatever, but I don't know it's true. I don't, like, I, I, like, tend to believe in Christ, but I don't know it's true. Like, and well, like, that's where faith, same thing with faith comes in, exactly, you know? but same thing with like atheists when they know they're you know oh, it's like yeah. come on, none of y'all know anything. I know, you know what I well, mean. Like, why are y'all like... acting like you know something? None of us know shit. You know what I mean? It's like you can kind of believe some stuff, and that's cool. And then, but you don't act like you know. Right, right. You don't it's, know. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's not the science explanation is suddenly there was an explosion. And then I, I tend to believe something can't come from nothing, so my reason tells me there's a creator, and then my heart does too. Yeah, I'm, and that's I'm with where you on and that. that's where I go with it. But like you know, I don't I don't know there is. I don't know anything. Yeah, I mean, and that being said, I'm totally I just know free for, Dave uh, Hill. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing I do know. Yeah, is hashtag free what, Dave what Hill, y'all. Is there? But um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, religion. I'm an all. I'm, I'm up for anyone believing whatever they want as yeah. long as it doesn't fuck with Me anyone's too. life exactly you know and, and you know as long going as you're not hurting people I, right. I i put my foot down if you're trying to hurt someone you're you're to me you're evil mm -hmm. and i still forgive you for being evil because it was probably some fucked up shit that happened to you that made you that way right but still that's the only time i get judgy is if you're trying to hurt somebody yeah yeah and I, then I i'm judging i don't understand like uh having the energy to well, it's I, I, I can explain that. Okay. Because I've I've done a lot of research on this. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm practically a doctor in this field. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. The reason why, Dave, is because they don't have a dream. You have it. You have. In fact, Dave, you have so many dreams. Too and many you're dreams. Yeah, and you're good at a lot of them. Thank you. Within reason, all of you them, know. actually, it's hard to research you, dude. Because I, you know, there's too many things to cover. People say that, but I think it's actually simple. Yeah. I'm just like every other comedian, doing stand-up, writing, mm -hmm. acting when they'll let me, and drawing attention to myself in whatever ways it pays the bills. And yeah. then on top of that, 
I play in bands, but which if, is what I did first. And if you don't have those outlets, I don't believe any human is not creative. I think all humans are like creative and capable of genius. And if they don't, totally if agree. they don't give it a, a, a outlet like some kind of creative outlet of the typical, you know, all mm-hmm. the ones I could list, then they go towards evil. Yes, and, and then they and then they fuck with the people that do have those outlets because they're pissed off about it because that's the ultimate thing to envy. It's like the story of Joseph in the Bible where his family was jealous of his connection with God. This is I was just talking about this, and when you look at so many of the uh, people, you know, in history who have done some bad shit, and the people out there today spreading hate and things. I mean, Hitler, failed artist. If, right. If his portfolio had gotten a bit better received, it could have changed history. Could have changed history. Um, and then you look at uh, Kellyanne Conway uh, and any number of, without even naming these people, these alt-right, right-wing nut jobs. many of them have a past as trying to be comedians. And failing is that right? Yeah, I'm not going to go into naming them, but <coughs> name you know, names, Dave. <coughs> it's pretty you did, easily. You did Kale- Ke- Ke- Kellyanne, There's she... footage of her. Yeah, really? she was a stand-up. Uh, the crying Nazi. Really? She doesn't seem funny in any way. But... No, but I mean, like, uh, there's <laughs> I no idea. Yeah, uh, there's I didn't know that either. No shortage. I mean, Tom Sharpling a few years ago tweeted something like, "Every one of these alt-right guys would drop it in a second for." Uh, role on a sitcom and I absolutely believe that hmm. oh yeah like it would just be like oh you I, I can have what I wanted all along right oh, okay I can put my yeah put the rage away you know you're because oh I don't yeah, have to envy is a power powerful but, motivator towards evil totally yeah. and and getting back to what you were saying about creativity I think you know like when we're I mean I, I know this has been said a million times before but every little kid is an artist you know and when every you're in grade school every little kid is an artist there you go we just wrote your next hit every little kid is a champ <laughs> okay i mean every little kid is an artist this is the breakdown give section. it to them <laughs> send your money to the little kids Dot org. <laughs> dot org. But like, when you know, it's like everyone, most kids, I think when they're five or whatever, you like to draw and paint and do Every whatever. Every little kid <laughs> likes to draw. There's now second verse. Oh, that was like God telling me, like, shut up, dude. <laughs> but like, but then at some point they, they, they'll tell, like, I was lucky when I was five or six, because that was my first thing or whatever. <laughs> I was lucky. Oh, man. I was five or six. Oh. <laughs> sorry. How are we doing on time? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. No, but like, no. they go like, oh, you're, you know how to draw a turkey. Uh, you're the artist in the class or whatever. And then like, every, you know how to draw every kid is like meant to. Is is made to feel like oh I guess I can't draw because they told that kid that he's the artist in the class and yeah. then everyone kind of falls off yeah that's which is true. what like but when I was like five they were like oh Dave you can draw yeah and so I was me and like one other kid in the in the whole first grade or whatever were like oh we need someone to draw something for 
yeah, the whatever, will ask these two kids, and yeah. everyone else thinks they suck, and that's re- that's, uh, I think, uh, horrible. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, it carries on through life like that. I mean, you know, I don't know. No, I, it's hard but, to uh, be an going artist, back though. To like, do it you, is, but I mean, do you do you have a problem with that, like believing in yourself or like confidence issues? I mean, yeah, I think stand-up com- comedy takes like the most confidence on some level, or delusion like, mo- more I think than music. Takes, I think it. Yeah, I agree with that. You I know? mean, because music, like music, you have, you know, often you have a, a other guys or people. Well, yeah. in your band and you're not dependent on audience reaction every no, second no you can look at your feet you have a if you, you play the yeah. guitar you have a big and if the audience doesn't applaud you can go right into the next song yeah and you have a, like you have a weapon covering you have a big plank of wood covering mm-hmm. it's like a cop your piece. balls <laughs> yeah like you're like okay on a on a, like a primal level yeah, my yeah. genitals this are covered not, yeah and and also it's like a uh, genital representative on some oh, level totally, too. It's totally. Like, and it's a giant version of it yeah, well, that goes back to like w- w- a problem that I have with a lot of music today is I think at some point, I think every art, whether you're painting or you're writing, and whether you're a man, woman, or whatever, however you define yourself, the the audience or the, the person reading or viewing or listening or seeing what you're doing, there should be at least subconsciously, like when that person walks on stage, whether it's a female folk artist or like a arena rock band or whatever the thing is the audience should go like oh man i think they're trying to fuck me like <laughs> like the guitar yeah. not that you're consciously spreading that but like art is the, there's a sexual element to it well no matter what i think you're doing no absolutely the in, the uh in, the uh yeah, the creative energy. I mean, yeah, it's creative yeah. energy. It's the like, life force. You you have you kind of have a joke about it, uh, which is like, uh, you know, what part of no don't I understand? Oh yeah, from my hit first album. <laughs> yeah, what part of no don't I understand? And and it's like, uh, you know, the the uh, kind of is a comedic bit about nofap or brahmacharya on some level not to go yeah. too, too deep with I it. don't know what a brahmacharya is but I feel like I do no, you know what nofap you, is uh that means you're not supposed to masturbate well yeah you, d- you don't you hold it's like semen retention oh so you're like holding no that, thanks holding that energy oh yeah yeah I've it's heard about actually it. really great <laughs> I think Challenge Rocky accepted. did that oh so you oh. do that oh yeah I do it yeah like I be- do you, are I you on a schedule it. I'm on a streak right now what what are we talking Dude, we're talking nearly a month. Oh my gosh! No, for I real. Would be and struggling I struggling to get down the block. It's it, well, you <laughs> you got to do things. You got to do like. You know, breath of fire. Right. I do yoga. I run. I box. I'm starting a podcast. I mean, how do you think I have the confidence to do this? That's I would, true. I would well, be like under my bed in the fetal position, crying right now if it wasn't for NoFap. I I agree with that. Like, if I have a show, I mean, like rock, like in Rocky, though. like in Rocky, I, yeah. But I think it's the same thing. Like, I would not. Uh, uh, I I want to retain, but if I have a show or something, mm-hmm. and I, or any sort of performance, right? Like you're not going to do that right before you go on stage. No, then you just be like, because I I'm going to, I'm saving that for the. I'm not going to ejaculate on the audience literally, but no, I might. Yeah, I want my energy to to <coughs> to, to, to uh, 
spring forth. You visualize it coming back up through your spine and into your brain and opening your uh, pineal gland. Sure. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind no, of stuff I, I do. Or I think agree about. with you. I, you know, I don't think I uh, as, am as re- resolute about it as you are, but I applaud it. Well, yeah. Me I too. mean, I don't need your applause, Dave. I know you don't. Which, which, that's <laughs> because why I, I practice no fap. I know. No, but I think you're right. You know, and uh, I think it's. I think it's. I'm just. I've gone down those YouTube healing modality rabbit holes. You know. And well, and and it takes you to no fap. It eventually all roads all lead roads lead to, to no. Well, fap. it's all the same road basically. It goes back to energy. Yeah. You know, but the same thing I'm talking about with performance goes chi. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, the life force. Uh, yeah, the, it's, it's that the now, the now. What's it like? What was it like being on Priority Records? By the way, oh, wow, you've really done a deep dive. Deep dive. Oh, well, that's Ice Cube's label, right? Well, he was on Priority. Like so, to me, that's Records. huge. It was huge. I mean, actually, it was really cool. Me and my friend, who I was in high school with, I had like one friend, and we would play his Charvel and Jackson guitar at lunch every day. Ice. Oh, your friends, not Ice Cube. Not so Ice like Cube, Ice but then we would also listen to Ice Cube. I don't know why I connected them, but there was Charvel guitars and Ice Cube was like my high school. That sounds like a paradise to and me. And then we were nerds. Well, so what was it like, Priority Records? Well, that was yeah, my first band. We were signed to Priority. Pri- yeah, it was primarily hip. They they distributed Death Row Records for yeah. a while. They they were fully like Snoop, N.W.A., Ice Cube, um, and all that you know sort of stuff. And so, but there was a an era in the '90s when they were like, "Let's sign some rock bands and see how that goes." Oh, I see. So, so you weren't doing kind of like a rap thing. No, 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 oh, no. Okay, no. I'm a, I'm from the suburbs, so? east side suburbs what about of Cleveland. Eminem. You know, he's, he's got Midwestern. it covered. He's got it covered. I think if someone has something covered, I'm he, not gonna. He, yeah. I, you know, it's why I don't. D- d- I try to fill the spaces. I don't. Uh, what's the point of that doing what's, what's, that, that being I'm I mean, going to become yes a hip hop no. star when I'm 50 that's my idea why not post 50 hip hop why not I mean don't you think like my metabolism slowing way down <laughs> I'm walking all over this town yo do you have the skills <laughs> it's the yo <laughs> yeah. but but to answer I want to go back and answer a few of the questions I haven't answered. Priority Records. Oh, sorry, it I was go all cool. over the place. No, I do too, and I never have finished. ADD a without speed. I, I don't take drugs. Me neither. No. Um, I mean, I have Except some for drinks, coffee, coffee yeah, and, had, and I have some drinks. I don't do that either. Um, no fat. I don't. I don't do it a lot. I can't. I just. <coughs> I'm a. I'm dainty. You know. I can. You are dainty. I can, I can drink a lot. I just can't uh, go about my business the next day. Right. So I just like to have, you know, a couple of drinks at dinner maybe. Yeah. But Priority Records. Okay. Okay. It was cool and it was exciting because we were, we were just pretty young things right out of school. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're on the same label as Ice Cube. The NWA is one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. And now, you know, that's my... Uh, for me, like I love, you know the the NWA and the early Public Enemy records and all that. So we couldn't. We were super psyched. We tried to get Ice Cube to be in one of our music videos, and 
I think they asked, he had sort of like a spiritual advisor named Brother Ron. I oh, word that he time. went through like a kind of a Muslim thing, right? Yeah. yeah so this I is during that time. That. And I think they asked Brother Ron, if I'm getting that name right. And he said, Yo, Brother Ron. No, thank you. Um, and Brother Ron which suggested we he doesn't do that. Yeah, because we were like, yeah, good for him. Like, he's not going to cheapen himself by being in this uh, uh, video by a so bunch of So you were testing guys. Ice Cube's credibility? Yeah, I was like, well, you passed the test. We respect you even more for yeah. saying no. But uh, I wish I wasn't a people pleaser. But he... Anyway, that was an aside. Keep going. Uh, now I'm thinking about that. But anyway, oh, no, but, but I did meet uh, the Lynch mob or the Lynch mob. I did meet those guys. But so answering your, answering your question about Twitter withdrawals. Wait, where are we? Where are we? Uh, okay, let's I'm go with Twitter withdrawals. Around. Go for to it. To answer your I like question, like around. 20 minutes ago. But I, and I feel like it's important. I uh, the weird the only weird I think it's great um, because the only thing I cared about Twitter for really where I'm kind of like, I would like to have the option is to be like, Hey, Denver, still a few tickets left to my yeah, Denver well, show. Well, of course that dude, that's why I'm this. For, yeah. That's why I'm legit this because dude, you're an artist and that's anyway, I just think deep platforming sucks. Yeah. And I have a book, uh, coming out. Yeah. My third book is coming out October 8th, parking the moose penguin random house. And I can't tweet that even though you can pre-order it now. Uh, plug it. What plug about it. Recruiting some like. Is John friends? Oliver gonna help? Free Dave Hill, John I don't Oliver. Think I, I haven't. I have not pestered him about this. Because you did write the greatest theme song of all time. Of all time, pretty much. I'm serious. It's really good. Thank you. That's so and nice. So John to hear. Oliver. But I feel he should. You should hook your brother. Him. He uh, should. He should be on. Hook top a brother of up. Well, the thing with um. Uh, Get on the right side of history, John Oliver. But the thing is, I, Dave Hill. I think in a direct. Uh, I mean, I, I will say I've been thrilled with people's support of, of because for that reason, because I think it is bullshit that I can't. It, it is bullshit. Ju- I can't promote. I mean, I have Instagram and Facebook, and I think ultimately the, the way Twitter works and the algorithms, I don't know how helpful it is in spreading the word about anything. It's but the, it would it, be nice to have the option as of an course. artist. And yeah. hopefully I'll get it back. But, but I don't, I think me being banned, like Dave Hill was banned, it's like, you know who cares really um i care you care no i mean i care a great deal about it i care all kidding aside i actually think it's important and i actually i I think it's very i actually care a lot about it in the big picture in the way that i think you're saying in the big picture the dialogue about and what the what it represents and what's happening i think it's super important it's very is is it uh important on the micro level of oh this comedian who uh, has you know can fill a basement anywhere in the world? <laughs> is it going to hurt my ability to travel the world and uh, play in little theaters and basements? Pro- no, I but don't you think could, you're so. You're still building. You're you're still building. You know, and that's yeah, the point. I'm, yeah, no, I I I agree, and I you think know, it's you're, absolute bullshit. And you're it, just entering your prime, Dave Hill. This is true, and and uh, it it does bum me out on that level. But, you know, most people have on that level been like, just like, fuck that Twitter's, you know, some communities I talked to, like, I can't remember <coughs> one friend was saying this other guy came with Gabe's Miniver and he, he said, it's like that platform is going to like crumble for artists because it's not a healthy and safe place because you say one thing and people use it to try to destroy you. They get you, you know, because, you know, Sam Cedar 
a great comedian and radio host. He made some harmless joke years ago, and the you know the right wing nuts went after it, dug it up from five years ago, and said he said this, made a joke about having sex with a child, like, and it was obviously an absurd joke. It's just satirical. It was not, uh, and you know, and he got booted from a show that he was a regular pundit on and i think they eventually had him back but it's like people are so quick to yeah it's quick judgment and it's it's, no, it's absolutely no, no trial it's just yeah no jury. and, and you know that can yeah and that concerns me that because like people that don't know the absolutely ridiculous and hilarious and stupid like intentionally stupid thing that got me booted might assume like oh well he must have done something really bad no that's why i was like when i read the tweets i'm like are you kidding this this is like How we're too sensitive for this have? uh a little over fifty five thousand. that's a lot that's a lot and yeah outraged people out there yeah i mean yeah, people you know who's people been are who, afraid to speak up because no you know that, uh, yeah you know no it, comedians it, almost no comedians yeah, have said a word about I, it. I know that's weird, and, and like you're, and I saw that Tom Segura follows you, right? Tom Papa, is but that? Do they is know? That Tom, is that him? Yeah, a lot of them know, but or no, Tom Papa. Tom Papa, no, Tom. Tom Papa's a gr- great friend of mine. Oh yeah. Well, we're here to spread the word. Is but he, Do people know that you got banned if I, they don't follow you on Instagram? For I for think instance? I think probably most people are like, oh, he got because a lot of times com- comedians and people get suspended. But your and, manager, and did, your manager did say, "Hey, they're u- using you as a sacrificial lamb." That was discussed. She thought so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. So, but no, like I think probably most people don't know if they're that it's permanent. I only know because I follow you on Instagram. Like, if you would have yeah. disappeared off Twitter, it would have been he's taking a break. Or right, know. right, and I think that's probably what most people think. But I, I was talking to uh, a comedian friend of mine yesterday, and I was like. I was like, what does everyone, you know, because the paranoid comedian mind goes, does everyone hate me? My friends all hate me. Yeah. Why didn't they tweet about it? And he said, he said, you know, I did and some other people did. But like, I think the majority of people are like, whoa, I don't want to touch are, that because I don't want to get in trouble. I know. It's he, he, weird. That's the point. Like, I'm like, man, are we Americans what or what? That's what I'm saying. It's time to like start, <laughs> you know, getting a little bit more bolder about all this stuff. Because if they that when they come for you and nobody's or, you yeah know, they when they come for, for they when they came for yeah, Dave right. Hill nobody spoke out yeah, right it's almost <laughs> like, similar to what happened know. to Kevin Hart with when they dug those tweets from so long ago yeah, and he's like I'm having no part of this discussion and he right. sort of took himself out of it he can afford and, to do yeah, that though. I'm saying, yeah. But that, though if that's like a a, um, a bannable offense sort of like to what he wrote and he's sort of like i'm not dealing with you guys this is so long ago this was a joke right and and let's move on yeah and uh you know not to well i i'm directly comparing it to that but you know a lot of these people like the stuff i said was just dumb it was not it was was not like goofy it's just it could could not be described as any sort of hate no, anything. Not, not it was just no, not it was juvenile. It was juvenile yeah. and just absurd and funny and weird just and stupid. But maybe that's the butthole. The butthole thing. The no, it was definitely that. That's what threw it no, over the edge. They're in the there. I mean, you know, there I will take credit for being a genius. You know, <laughs> I'm glad you do that. Well played, I mean, sir. Well I'm played. not going to deny that I'm a genius. I mean, come on. Yeah. Why should we? I'm yeah. going to throw we in that. Yeah. No. I, I. You are a genius. Why should we? 
I wouldn't. So, I well, no, I'd still be here. If no, I thought, you wouldn't. If be. I thought you weren't a genius, if, I'd if still you would. thought I was a hack. No, I. Um, no, I probably wouldn't have. But do you ever practice EFT? What is that? I um, want in emotional freedom technique. No, we gotta hang out more. Cause I would gotta, love like, to, Dave. Cool I need more stuff. cool friends. I'm pretty cool. Listen, here's You're e- cool, here's though. EFT. Yeah. Ready? What's going on? I'm really great. I'm gonna do really great on my interview with Dave Hill. I'm gonna have fun and do really be inspired when I interview Dave Hill. I love myself. I'm really great. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm happy to be here. I'm healthy. I'm doing really great when I'm interviewing Dave Hill. Let's pick a uh, let's pick a life purpose card or oh, a okay. dragon card. I like that. What do you think? Um, which do you want to? Whoa, my Lacroix. No, which do you want to pick? Life purpose or dragon deck? What's the dragon deck? The life and, purpose sounds and, more up my alley. And I think we should read them while we're like yeah. sucking on helium. I'm in. Are you into that? Sure. This is the first for the podcast. Well, I'm happy to be a part of it. Ahu's blowing up some helium balloons. There's one for Dave Hill. You, you have a, a, a fun name to say the whole name. Do a lot it's, of people do that? It, literally everybody. When it's, you said it, I was like, wow, he's already doing the thing that everyone does. It's my close, My closest friends in the world. Call you Dave Hill. Everyone, uh, aside from my immediate family, yeah, does I'll, it. I like, like it. Yeah, they. everyone does. It's like, it's like Dan Tana, the detective on Vegas. You never just say <laughs> Dan. You know, I thought his first name name was Dantana. Yeah, everyone thinks my first name is Dave Hill. Santana with a D. Yeah. (laughs) Ow! Ow. Oh my God! Come on! Do you like that Santana song with Rob Thomas called uh, "Smooth"? Smooth? You know, if you would have asked me this question. 20 years ago, you'd have said no. I would have been like, no, it's horrible. But now you like it, right? I will say I still don't like it, but I'm happy they did it, and I applaud them. Good for them. Van Halen with Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth? Well, of course, David Lee Roth. But But Sammy Hagar's grown on us, hasn't he? And and current Sammy Hagar is killing it. I've... Listen, (laughs) I, as a young man... You know, if you wanted to get me fired up. Oh, yeah, me too. Talk bro. about Sammy Hagar. Uh, yeah. But I read. Recently, though, Sammy Hagar is crushing it at life. I read, of course. I mean, in- I follow him on Instagram, and I often have this thought wow, Sammy Hagar looks good. And he's, he's holding a margarita. And he's 70. I bet it would be like, super fun to go to his house. Yeah. I want to hang out with Sammy Hagar. I'm putting that out there right now. I, I do, too. I want to hang out with him. And Michael wanna... Anthony. I, they're having fun. Totally. I you know, like I, I would... used to think it was Eddie Van Halen, but now it's like, I want to hang out with Sammy Hagar I mean, and Michael Anthony. I've heard... No offense. I mean, Eddie Van Halen's the greatest well, of all time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. Absolute genius. But genius. everything I've heard, if you're going to hang out, with no, any Van Halen Sammy. members, you want to go Sammy and Michael. I, I want to go Sammy and Michael. Uh, and and uh, I I read Sam Hagar's autobiography, <laughs> Red, R A D. Oh yeah, and I uh, think I read that too. Well, I I did read that, read, and, and it's good. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, it's you. good. Well, I read Crazy from the Heat, of course, because that's uh, David Lee Roth's book, of course. I don't think I read that. Well. Get on it. I'd like to hang out with David Lee Roth too, to be honest. I've I know some people who have. 
and I think it would be weird, but I I'd think, like... I, and this is not a surprise. It seems like it would probably be uh, a very like not as fun hang as the, the Hagar hang. Oh, I'm sure of that. Like Hagar, but it would be an interesting. Hang. It would be. I think he's a Maybe genius. More interesting than Hagar, not as fun. Right. Oh, yeah. I concur. And yeah, he's an amazing guy, and. Uh, I think really living his life and Sammy Hagar though I read I read his autobiography because I was like this is the only chance I'm going to get some inside scoop on Eddie Van Halen that I feel like is like a guy just telling what's going what's on what's up and so I read the book and in the process of reading it I was like oh Sammy Hagar is just living his life and doing what he wants to do and he seems like a very positive guy I don't have to listen to his records and Actually, I've had his tequila, and it's delightful. Yeah. And I applaud him for... He made more money from that than he did from Van Halen. And he yeah. made a fuckload of money from Van Halen. So that makes me go like... Good business, Hey, man. Dave, you, you're earning a middle-class living <laughs> as a, <laughs> a comedian yeah. and a musician and all that. But the and paramedic thing was pretty cool that yeah. he did that. But I'm like, I'm like maybe I got to Cabo Wabo in me. Is my point? Yeah, I'm like maybe I, I have a all. second act. Oh, maybe you, maybe I have a could get into the food and alcohol in, industry, and that would be my thing. Good point. I'm getting into t-shirt design. This is my first one. You hit it out of the park. I really feel like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you promise you'll wear that until it gets like Andrew W K dingy? That's a which weird is a few days a from promise. now. Like all day, every day from now. Well, his no. t-shirts looks they don't look clean. And I'm a fan. Let me be clear. Never met him. Andrew WK? Yeah, but he seems like he doesn't wash his t-shirts. Yeah, I guess. But I think that's the aesthetic. Yeah, that is the aesthetic. I don't promise that, Dave, but I do promise that I will wear it to lunch with my manager today. Who's your manager? Is it a person of, must be a person of power. Keith Hagen? That sounds like, I don't know who that is, but they sound reputable. He is reputable. Yeah, he's got Who a few else does he bands? represent? Afghan Luke. Toto, for instance. I'm in. <laughs> exactly. Afghan Johnny Luke's Lang. Greg Dooley, Johnny Lang. I'll, I'm a lot, uh, I'm, I know I can all get those. you a meeting. I don't. I have a manager. <laughs> I'm sure. I have two managers. <laughs> I have a manager for. Often uh, they can be called damagers. Different parts of the world. That's how. That's the kind wow. of operation I'm running. That's true. Check you go one, to two, Europe one, a lot two. to tour, don't you? I yeah, do, because America's rejected me. Yeah, I see. Nah, you we're, we're embracing you. <laughs> how did you get into com- comedy? Like you went from music to comedy, right? Right. And you made that leap, but that was like a cool leap. How did you do that? By accident. I, n- I never really planned to become a comedian. I I want to become a comedian. Everyone's doing it. I know. Very, literally everyone. It seems doing like it. a fun thing to do, and um, you don't have to. Well, pick doesn't it go with the stage banter for comedians, for musicians? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was it. Like, cause I I played in bands, and then I started sing, reluctantly singing in bands, and I would banter in between the songs, and I was like, oh, this is as much fun as the yeah. music part and, it, and yeah, it, i'm i enjoy that part you've done as, comedy as on much, stage as uh, a musician yeah. yeah but i always fall back on a sensitive song right. i want to i want to go without the net sometimes oh no I wanna, but that's the power move they're like he's funny and oh he's okay i bet you i mean you so keep it keep the thing I'm oh doing. my gosh that's like a jedi maneuver basically 
And uh, now this interview's made me pregnant. I know, with <laughs> pregnant with possibilities. But like, smart. I, I um. He's an author. I mean, come on. Well, that yeah, was, you write essays too. I well, that, so my sister's a journalist, and and she got me into. I started writing for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and I realized like, oh, I don't really care about anything but getting a couple jokes into this article. You know, I'd write oh, okay. like, oh, there's a new sports part of the open and I would write like a profile on that or I would go to like a civil war reenact. I was like, I guess soft <laughs> news, human interest type things. And I would try to throw some jokes in. And so I was like, Oh, I like making jokes and then friends. So that's what got you into writing comedy, right? Like friends so who, who were jokes. in New York and LA were doing stuff that like, Hey, uh, Dave's a bit of an idiot. Why don't we let him write some jokes? And my friend, Will Tannis was, working on this show reverb at hbo so he got me writing some things for them and then my friend john kimbrough was doing the music for a show on spike tv in 2003 and he's like you know they have people come in and just come to the writers meeting submit jokes and they'd give you some money and so i was living in cleveland at the time and so he got me into one of these meetings and they liked my jokes and i never told them that i didn't live in new york because i thought if they know that I live in Cleveland, they'll think, oh, we can't tell them to come funny. in next Thursday. So I did, they were like, hey, we, do you want to come next week? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. So I would just buy the cheap Southwest tickets to Islip, Long Island, and I would fly. Take the train from there? Yeah, take the train hour or whatever it is, and I would go to these meetings and in most cases go home later that day or the next day and i never told them they're like i guess he lives here <laughs> and then funny as hell. because slip. Who fly? <laughs> that's great slip. well because it was funny. cheap you could do it on like five airport. minutes notice yeah. so uh so so i i because i thought like well i'm in cleveland and i love cleveland but it's you know it's just I, I didn't I thought if I stayed in Cleveland, I was like, you know, I'm probably going to kind of live on the fringes in this town and, and get get invited to some nice Christmas parties with all you can eat shrimp. But I think the rest of my life's not going to be that great if I stay here. <coughs> and I wanted something to. So anyway, I got they offered. They're like, hey, can you just start full time Wednesday? And so I was like, see you Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, I, I lived, I was, I happened to be in town when I got the phone call. And I was. I guess I'm not going home. <laughs> yeah, literally, I just had a duffel bag. And then you, where did you stay? Did you get an apartment? I was, or? my brother uh, hooked me up with my friend Fran, who's no longer with us. She was um, in her 70s. She ran like a bed and breakfast up on the upper west side and like it was super cheap and uh wonderful and she was wonderful and uh i would stay there when i was in town and then so i just uh it was so cheap that eventually i was like can i just pay for a room right and you'll not let anyone else stay in it and she did and uh so i i had an apartment here but technically i guess i had this little room it was like servants quarters of this uh -huh. big sprawling place on the upper west side that's great and so i was like okay I, I live with you now so i lived with my friend fran like 77 years old and uh and i just started sh this job and then i 
that show got canceled quickly. I started writing in VH1, and I was sharing a room with uh, a friend of mine, Tony Carnavali, a writer. And he's like, I do Tony this show. Tony Carnavali. Yeah. Who, he's totally not that guy if you meet him. Hey, but Tony. He has that name. Tony but Carnavali. He and another uh, comedian, Sean Taylor, did a show at the, in the back of Parkside Lounge on Houston, an attorney. And I went there, and he's like, do you want to do do our show and I'd never done a comedy show before so I was like sure so I just went over there and I didn't have any jokes or anything I didn't have an act mm. a lot of people oh, would argue got up a lot of people would argue I, still I no don't. longer have an act I uh, started still don't have an act still don't ah. hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> I couldn't even phrase it, the insult to myself <laughs> properly but hey, you uh, really are falling off Dave Hill. I know that's too early <laughs> But uh, well, you're the one that wanted to do it this early. That's I know. why I'm so amped up because I drank about eight gallons of cold I, brew ice coffee. I couldn't. I just couldn't. My nights. I, anyway. Okay. But uh, so you fell into it. So I so I did it. I just read like literally from my journal. I just printed out a page and read my diary basically. Yeah. And uh, now I'm uh, a, a legit- an obscure. Z-list celebrity. On Come your, on, quit, quit being self-depreciating because you're going to manifest that. you got to start manifesting other things. i got to manifest good. Yeah. I'm into manifesting. Ho'oponopono. Do you I know gotta, that? Ho'oponopono? No, I got, we got to hang out. I want to hang out with you. That's why I'm trying yeah, to impress you, right you Dave you, I was already a fan. Well, we're going to be I was already We're going like, to be BFF now. I, was I don't like, know about that. might be too far, but we're going to be friends. I was maybe like, it'll go I was somewhere. like, he hangs out. Yeah, I'm not cool enough to hang out with are you mm-hmm. kidding? I thought that about you. See, guys, this is a, a lesson. You are good enough. No, Ho'oponopono is a Hawaiian prayer. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Do I say that to me or you? You just say it to everything. God, yourself. You imagine God saying it to you. You say it to everybody in your life. If I, uh, within, I honestly... Within, your, I within yourself. Crying. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a round of it. Ready? What is it? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love, I love you. you. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love, I love you. you. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Please, Please forgive me. Thank, thank you. I like this. I'm I'm honestly no. uh, getting a little watery because uh, yeah. Well, it'll it's powerful and and it's and it's meant to like empower you and to and and it, you, there's a doctor called Dr. Hugh Lin who who applied this to a whole psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane in Hawaii. He would just read their files. The, the concept is you take responsibility for everything that goes into your field of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's abused you or traumatized you or wronged you in any way, you still take responsibility. You still like sweep that prayer over them, over everything. It clears out old negative programming and it allows you to live from inspiration rather than from memory and so that you can start manifesting a greater version of reality rather than manifesting your same old reality over and over again. It's really powerful. And I've been practicing it a lot. I sometimes How often do you do it? Every day a lot. And oh, I sleep man. and I have like there's mantras on YouTube if you're not banned from YouTube. I don't know. I I'm I'm not it. banned from I can't YouTube. Keep I'm up only with. banned from one platform as I know. today. 
But uh, but yeah, but you should look into it because it's real great. I want that in. one. That I, one EFT and no fap. This is like your homework assignment. Okay, I'm into them in that order. Yeah. No. <laughs> I no, get no. It. no, I <laughs> want to. By I, the way, I'm totally into. I, <laughs> no I'm on I Yeah, do, of course. I do do um uh transcendental meditation. Oh, you do. And uh, like, I find that to be very helpful. Do you do that? Are you pretty uh, disciplined with it, or is it? Sporadic? I need to get better, but I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, and that's uh, cool. and it really uh, and you know, a lot of people stay away from it because it's expensive, and they're like, I don't want to spend. This money, but my thinking was, if I if it works, the money will be worth it, and yeah. I won't give a shit. And if it doesn't work, I'll just write an essay about how much I suck yeah. at meditation, and I'll I'll write off the expense. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, uh, that's, so that's a good like, idea. I can't lose with this. And uh, if, how'd you get into essay writing? Because you, your sister, or? my sister, my sister Miriam, uh, really. Uh, I've been in, a, you know, my whole family, very supportive in different ways. Uh, but she especially was like, pardon? That's very fortunate. Well, I mean, definitely like uh, in different ways is a key phrase. Okay. Uh, I feel you. But my sister, you know, when I was sort of uh, sleeping at my parents' house and sleeping at my sister's house when she still lived in Cleveland, she lives in Australia now. But uh, she, and the, sort of the dawn of... Uh, when people got the internet uh-huh. and the, well, we didn't get it until like the late nineties. When or there whatever. was just AOL and Persian kitty. Yeah. You would remember get, that? I don't know. That sounds like a, it's like a, the first like porn an adult. Site, like, oh, yeah. oh, I was like, yeah, yeah it was just pictures. Like some... It was just AOL and Persian kitty. That's how I remember the, internet. so like she, we got AOL at her house. I was living with her, you know, this is 20 years ago or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, I didn't understand, neither of us understood that you would have more than one email address. We thought it's like having a landline. You have an email address for your home, right? So we had uh, just one email address and we shared it and we would check it like you would listen to the answering machine or whatever. So as a result, we were just reading each other's emails, (laughs) like not in as in an invasive way, but in a way like, hey, to uh, make sure who's who's it for. Carol's coming to town. She wants to grab lunch or whatever. (laughs) And uh, so I would write these silly emails to friends, you know, Uh and she and her boyfriend at the time would read them for entertainment. And I wasn't saying anything. I was just uh, just whatever. They were just it was light. And uh, so she's like, you should, uh, have you thought of being a writer? Like, you could do this pretty easily. And so she got me into a pitch meeting at the Cleveland Plain Dealer, which she was working full as a a reporter at the time. And that's how I started, you know, as a journalist. What's an essay? I know that's a weird... Whatever you want it to be. Is that it? It is, right? It's just, is it a, it's a certain length, though. It's not like an art, it's... I don't know. What makes it an essay? I, I, I tend to think it's just short form prose, okay. uh, short non-fiction. form nonfiction prose. Really. I mean, like obviously, you know, does David Sedaris. Does it pay by length? Uh, for some people. I want to make a joke right now <laughs> about the deal. I, 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 I'm so impressed you didn't, but uh, because I, I. I yeah, I mean, in a in a time when journalism was a 
a thriving occupation, sure, I think it would pay very well for some people. Um, but yeah, so but but yeah, I was like, I mean, come, going back to you know being in New York, I think for me, being here, all of a sudden I was meeting people that were doing the things that I thought like oh maybe I could do that so like you know I started writing for this tv show and I became friends with this guy Stephen Sherrill who had been a writer at David Letterman and I was like oh I could, this is guy sitting right here he does does this thing that I would dream of doing what, writing comedy yeah like he oh. and he wrote for David Letterman like one of my heroes me too big time and then like did you ever get on Letterman no no I was on it as a musical All guest, right. I'm not trying to like brag. I'm just, <laughs> that's, that's cool. That sounded weird, right? No, I guess. That's cool. I'm Joe just, was on it the day Dave announced that he was quitting. Oh, that's right. We, we, oh, yeah. We played Lou Reed's "Walk on the Wild Side." Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're in the basement of Coney Island, baby, which is a Lou Reed song. Ties in. And it's your neat. new dog is named Lou after Lou Reed. Oh, nice. I used to see him. He lived in. I live in the West Village, and he lived in the West Village, and I would see him yeah. around all the time like eating breakfast yeah and he would always be dressed in a way where i'd be like lou come on put on some black leather that's what the people want it was tai chi lou yeah yeah more athletic yeah totally he would be like wearing like a sleeveless sweatshirt but so you were going so so this guy was writing in comedy david yeah and i I mean you know and i became and he was friends with david rakoff who was writing books of essays and so i was like you know as a fan of david and we became close friends and so i was like maybe i could write a book of essays you know and And, uh, that's what led to it yeah and like in and then i was doing comedy and all of a sudden uh i I was just kind of like i'm I'm just kind of uh what's uh, impressionable i guess like if you like i don't really bake but if if we were hanging out and you're like, hey, I'm just going to throw some muffins in real quick. Yeah, you I might be like, hey, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I can make muffins. Like I know, now you you're like, do. maybe you can right. get into EFT and Ho'oponopono. I, I think it's going to happen. Other than no fab, I think he could do it all. I, no, I mean... The what thi- was the essay book about? Like, what were the, the essays? First Random essays or just... My, fir- my fir- yeah. the first book? Or just any of them? The first... Well, I mean, interestingly, at least to me, is that the first two books... First book is called Tasteful Newts. Still out. That was. It's and then the next book is called Dave Hill doesn't live here anymore. And I like that title. In retrospect, or sort of as I finished them, they both absolutely sh- sort of mirrored the arc of my therapy sessions. And I know that's like some people are just cringing. I'm not. But I'm it, getting inspired. Like my some people's cringe is other. I, people's I would inspired. finish books and I would be like, "Oh my god, this is like, it is totally like a companion piece to my <laughs> therapy. therapy. So they would so, be personal kind of things. Yeah, personal. yeah. So, you know, revelatory. Pardon? Did you show them to your therapist? Yeah, you know, he's read both of them. I gave them to him, not expecting him to, but he did. Uh, and not expecting. I mean, anyway, but. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the first one really deals with, uh, you know, it's uh, sort of prolonged adolescence and sort of like, you know, because I come from a uh, middle class uh, Irish Catholic, which is why I was going to say that Hanapona oh, will never truly work on me because I'm Irish Catholic and we're impervious to any 
any healing. But uh, really? I don't think so. <laughs> Not entirely, but a why, lot of things. Why is that? Because it's just the most damaging uh, thing you can be, really. Yeah, but Ho'oponopono is pretty wildly powerful. I'm in. If, if you're I'm relentless in. about it. This I guy, will be relentless. This guy, Dr. I, Hugh Lin, healed a whole hospital of the criminally insane without seeing a patient just by reading their files and saying the prayer this is all documented it's it's woo -woo no i'm in but it's actually just read go watch some dr hugh lynn interviews i'm in i'm in on all this i I just realized too we did this helium thing like 500 years ago and people watching this are probably been anticipating us doing this the entire last like 30 minutes of this i know well it's that's like, gotta be like driving some people crazy like when are they gonna do that they've been sitting there holding these balloons it's like the power of a banjo on stage that never <laughs> gets like, played you know yeah it's like so let's uh let's, wait no no I, oh, I gotta i gotta see not, i tried i tried to relieve your stress no no but i wanted to answer your question okay. my books the first one's basically about yeah. a, 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 not to Spoiler alert, but my mother dies in the end. Oh, I'm sorry. Because she died. And uh, so I wrote about that, but and it was sort of a lot of us like sort of figuring out my relationship with her. And mm-hmm. then in the aftermath of that, the next book ended up being about what is my relationship with my dad um, wow. after did, that. Is, and, is he still around? Yeah, yeah. He's, what did he, he think of that? He wrote, you know, the first book I think had too much profanity oh. for him he's a gentleman okay and would not be happy about the, my tweets but he doesn't read him and uh but he the next one i know he read and i i made an effort not to swear as much in that one but i mean w- did you talk about like being mistreated in any kind of way no or? no because no, i wasn't was my parents were awesome and i was never mistreated i mean i think there's unintentional stuff where you're like you know for me like because i come from you know my dad was a lawyer my mom they're practical people who want you to get a job yeah that that you will be okay and make a living so but i was always like i want to draw and paint and write and play guitar solos and now i tell jokes like when i became a comedian they were like oh god right this fucker is never gonna (laughs) gonna give in yeah and uh but then that became the thing where like oh he he makes a living now. So right. they're like, he's not calling, <laughs> asking for money anymore. Right. So I think they're like, that's cool. But uh, So the essays were quite serious then. Well, I mean, no, there's a lot. Not comedic. They were. I mean, the the idea would be that it would be enjoyable and hopefully there would be some laughs, but I could talk about serious things. But, okay. but there's other stuff like, coincidentally, I talk about, you know, I've done stand-up in in prisons a number of times and yeah. played music in prisons. So the first book I talk about That's performing cool. at Sing Sing. And then oh, you did that. the next book I played guitar in a couple Mexican prisons just by, so weirdly there's two essays about being in prison. Oh, okay. But, That's wild. Uh, so there's, there's weird parallels, uh, that's unusual for a comedian to be able to do stuff without irony because I, I find that like most comedians if they go into music they usually have a sense of irony with it or something like that well or like, it was hard you know, or like writing essays or something to be able to to be a comedian and then also write serious essays that's kind well, of like ambidextrous on some level i think with the comedy thing it was hard because you know when i started comedy most of the musical comedy i was seeing was like 
three chords and a fart joke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's some people that were doing like I think Tenacious D. I love them. Right. Flight of the Concords, obviously. Right, they're great. Uh, they're great. But a lot of the stuff I was seeing, you know, around town at the shows was just like silly, silly stuff. And I love. I genuinely love. I have great respect for the majesty of rock and roll and yeah, of course, the guitar. Yeah, good so at it. For yeah. a long time, I was like, how do I... Because then it's sort of like with comedy, it's like it's not funny to be good. Right. But then one day, I, st- you know, I started doing shows. And you were using a loop, I saw on one show too, like Looper or something. Yes. Yeah, like st- really pretty guitar work. I started to do that in lieu of like now like i'll do i love when there's a house band like i'll do wesley stasis cabinet of wonders at city winery um and uh gestured to hey hood mr city winery yeah, yeah he's and always on the bill oh really and what, so, what is that what is that show oh you should totally do of, it uh, musicians doing covers and different arrangements i want to do it yeah and, and the, but there's night. comedy and there's you'd be perfect yeah there's okay, writers cool. there's comedians let's do it next time let's yeah. do it as like bff next totally time. we yeah. should let's and do maybe we'll do like one together yeah yeah totally let's i do mean like that's a riff off simon and garfunkel or some duo or something yeah like i've done and like and i'll do shows with like rhett miller oh he's cool i like and and then you know I do live from here with Chris Teeley. Shout out Rep Miller. And, live, yeah, live and like really playing silly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's and cool. so, but all those shows, you know, there's bands and people to play music with. So I started playing the guitar with those guys and telling my jokes, and then I realized like, well, one way to be funny with guitars is just start right hand tapping. And that's we get back to Eddie Van Halen. Right back, right back so to where we began. Right back to Jackson back, guitar. Yeah. Right back to Charvel. Yeah. It it's all comes full circle. <laughs> full so circle. I realized I was like, no, the joke is not being bad. The joke's it's being, being good. really good. Because yeah. and and overplaying uh-huh. and being an idiot. And yeah. so that's kind of where that's when I really started combining and I use the looper pedal when when and there's not a band i prefer there to be a band because it's more fun but uh yeah and then also you know i've since opened for like i opened for broken social scene a couple weeks ago and that was super fun opened for ryan adams a few times a few years ago (coughs) doing like comedy yeah just doing stand-up right on uh and were you and you were in a band with moby right snoop dog were you in a band with moby yeah we had a band called diamond snake did you guys date we did. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was just like, wait, we can edit that That's out. Too. No, you don't have to edit it out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know what I'm but like. Then, I might want to edit that one. Out. You're also a big metal dude, right? The biggest. So how, wait, before that, we go to metal, can we do this thing? Because yeah, I'm yeah, sick yeah, of holding Yeah, we got to. My balloon's almost like, out. You know, but I do want to talk about metal. Please. Huh? I could do that all day. The helium questions. No, we're doing we're doing it with okay. a, we're doing it with Oh, we could do it. Should I do helium questions? Yeah. Now, nah, let's do the let, I want to do this with the pick a yeah. card. Okay, so enough, is this enough helium? I'm going to give you more as we go. More ahead. more helium. So okay, thank not you. Not enough. Pick a pick a card, then suck the helium and then read it and then we interpret it. Wait, pick the card, suck the helium. Okay. And then read it. Sensitivity. You're becoming a more sensitive and you're becoming more sensitive and need to make changes accordingly. It's not wrong. 
<laughs> what do you think of me? I don't. I can't tell. It's okay. It's going away. Suck more helium, I guess. Okay. So, okay. Well, I, I read the card. Do I just comment on it? Yeah, comment on it. What do you think it means? I think I am becoming more sensitive, but not not in a damaging way. I think in a way that can hopefully enhance my life and the life of others. That's the hope. That's great. You will see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm picking, also, a, dra- I'm picking uh, a dragon. We shouldn't suck too much helium. Because okay. I heard it's dangerous, actually. Is it? Yeah, I did Google it right before the interview. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm doing a dragon card. He just Googled it as Dave was sucking on helium. Is this like whippets? I've never done whippets. No. Protected. You are safe and supported while you change your career. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty intense for the fact that I'm just starting a podcast. It is. And I and I and I am sitting here feeling like a little bit like nervous. Like am I saying weird things? Are people and I got a controversial comedian on. I'm not, don't, I'm not controversial. Okay, I know. If but mother I'm, jokes I'm, are controversial. I'm hyping you up on thank that you, level. Thank you, thank you. Know, but like, Just say I'm a nice You are, you're young beautiful. Man. You're great. I'm fully Dave's supporting you. Dave is the best. I agree. <laughs> All right. You guys are the best. Oh, wait. You, Ehud, go. You go. <laughs> my, my card is <laughs> options. <laughs> Consider the career possibilities that are open to you all the time. I feel like yeah, that that, that, that dude, fits. Can we high that, five? Yeah, yeah. These are cool cards. Yeah. I know. Now we're gonna do dragon cards. <laughs> all right. I might need options. Options are good. He's got a new <laughs> balloon. I got a new balloon. I think I need a new balloon. Just finish that, and I'll give you a new one. I need a new balloon. That sounds Wasteful. like it could be another mantra I'm, thing. Like I need a new balloon. I need a new balloon. I like that. I need a new balloon. All right, Dave Hill, pick a dragon card. It's, it's, is it giving you guys a headache or is that psychosomatic? Didn't give me one. I'm about to find out. Golden Atlantean Dragon helps you remember the wisdom of Golden Atlantis. Awaken, bring back your knowledge, gifts, and talents. Reclaim your mastery. I'm totally in. Yeah, I like this dragon. Yeah, dude, it's That's, a pretty cool dragon. That is cool, dude. I I gotta say, these cards work, man. I'm telling you, it's. Where do you get these? I'll, I'll show, we'll go, like, like on our cool. first bro date. We got to. We'll, I could see getting on like a bi-weekly bro day with you. I'm down. Like, Did you, you use busy? the word bi on purpose? or You tell me. Okay. <laughs> All right, here I go. Wait, well, I want to talk more about your car, though. What it is? Oh. Let's like, what, what did you think it meant? Uh... With with helium, I say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it means sort of what you're saying. Uh, go get on the positive wave and instead of crashing into the sand. Yeah. And man. Uh, and and uh, rise like a phoenix rather than uh, just 
dispersing like dust. Yeah. Some, maybe. I don't know. That was nicely put. Really nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah, ma'am. Um, dispersing. There's probably a better word than that. Do you that. ever read this book called The Obstacle is the Way about stoicism? Do you ever no. check out? It's a great book. The Obstacle is the Way. I recommend it highly. And it's all about the stoics. <clears throat> and it talks about you can change any any situation that's adverse you can uh, turn it into a positive. Like there's always an opportunity in anything that happens to you. If you really like frame it in a different way, you can always use it as a leap off to positivity. Totally. I, you know, that's a good thing to remember. Yeah. I want to say what's what the what's the mantra that we're going to do all the time? The Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono. I'll send you some links. I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Please forgive you. me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please, please forgive, forgive me. Thank, thank you. So I love you. I'm sorry. Please. I had this weird thing a few years ago and unfortunately it hasn't entirely stuck but i remember it as being profound at the time and being just like whoa <coughs> i was in australia uh doing the melbourne comedy festival and that you know you've been to that side of the world oh uh, only like once but to, you or t- maybe twice twice but you know the jet lag oh yeah it's fucking insane. Insane. oh yeah and it, so yeah. it puts you in this sort of state that's bonkers. I mean, I get jet lag when I go to L.A. I do too, actually. Yeah, I get more I, jet lag than when I... Like, when I go to London, I, I'm totally fine. I'm not fine anywhere. I don't believe... When people say, I never get jet lag, I think that's... I, I can't imagine. No, it. I do. I. Uh, but going to, like, Asia or Australia... Yeah, it's just absurd. ...totally messes me up. But I was in Australia, like, a few years ago... And I was the whole time I was just like, ah, you know, yeah. and wake up, do the shows, and go back. Ah. And I was lying in, yeah, um, I've been there, in my uh, apartment. There, I don't have an, the apartment they right. put me in, whatever. And uh, and I remember just being like, oh, kind of in this sort of like twilight, and um, and like all of a sudden I heard this voice go, like I was just sort of like feeling, thinking of all these things, and heard this voice just go i love you and i was like well, who is that like who said that yeah and then i had the real realization like wait i said that wow and then i had this vid and this is all in the sort of like i wasn't like awake you know Dreamy. what i mean and i had this vision of like this shadowy figure that had been like cornering me at all times just kind of getting in my face constantly just being like stepping away and being like, thank you. I'm so tired and I'm so glad to have rest. Wow. To this figure being like, I don't have to fucking attack you. Oh my God. And it lasted, it lasted for a couple hours and then he came back. No, but, but I remember it made me realize the possibility of that. And you know, it's powerful. And I've had similar, you know, I I'm certainly have experienced joy and happiness and all that in in my waking hours, but never, you know, when I'm asleep, I have dreams where I I feel just glowing, profound joy. Yeah. And I and I was like, I'm like, oh, I know it's I have the capacity. I felt it just never when I was awake, yeah. at least not in the last twenty years. Really. No, I mean... You don't, you don't get joy very often? I do, but, you know, I think I run, you know, like a lot of us in the arts. 
I run, you know, I've, I've had a lot of experience, uh, not, not bragging at, you know, with clinical depression, and anxiety and yeah. all Isn't those. that weird that you'd have to clarify that that's not a brag even? Well, I feel like we like, live no, in a true. time when it's like, it's cool. To I have this wrong with me. I have that. And, and yeah. not diminishing anyone's pain, but I, I think, uh, that yeah, we li- uh, sometimes yeah. things are spoken of in a, in a way that's. Well, people are get, get rewarded for being for being victims in this culture, right? And you know, I, 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 I don't diminish de- anyone's pain. Exactly, it doesn't delegitimize. But, but yeah, it is some sort people of are like, very much victims and everything like that. But uh, but I think you know, as a result, I really have to stay on things like meditation, running, <clears throat> getting sleep. I I absolutely have made that my priority over the last three years specifically. Which part? My state. Like that is like before three years ago, my priority was career. I'm gonna make it. I you know every mm-hmm. all, like I came in second, and mm-hmm. a, a, my ambition came in first, and then it led to a complete breakdown on a lot of levels in my life, and and since then I'm you know every you know every day to me is about my state like i i take care of that like for two hours the first thing i do meditation mantras some form of exercise Mm -hmm. getting myself you're in in very good shape thank you i and and i work very hard at it you know well a lot of people are noticing (laughs) well i I feel why i I post anyone seeing you in that (laughs) t-shirt there's no you're just trying to manipulate me into keeping the t-shirt on dave (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a good it fits great. Thanks. Well, right. you do like some strength training, it looks like. I box. See? I box and I do yoga. I just running in kettlebell, that's it. Yeah. And uh, I'm not bad. Yeah. Well, you you seem like you're in good shape, too. I'm in better shape than good. I was. I, 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 I bet made you're like, an we're effort. the same age, I feel like. Probably. We can't say because we're in show business. No, let's not say. <laughs> I mean, we're both 27, right? Forever. Okay, here we go. <laughs> White gold dragon from Lyra connects you to the highest Christ light. Develop your casual chakra. Bathe in the ninth dimensional Christ light. Man. (laughs) That, um... (laughs) I feel like mine pulled it in at the end and was like, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. But yours, I feel like I'm still not sure what you just said. I don't know either. Having nothing to do with the helium. Bathing in Christ light. Go for it. I'm done sucking Christ on helium after the Christ, Christ light. Oh. Bathe in the Christ light. That's cool. Yeah. I got I got the same one I got the other day, the Omega Dragon, so I don't know about that. Harness the divine feminine power of creation. Yeah. Get in touch with your feminine uh, side, I, I guess. guess. This is the second time I got You gotta, gotta it, be in so, touch with your yeah. feminine side. I feel like that is going to look really good in that camera, by the way. I think so. That balloon went right to that camera. I'll make sure to go to it when I edit. Okay, thank you. You know what's, um, it's interesting, the things that we're talking about, I feel like there are a lot of, all these, there's all these different ways to the same, it's the same, you wind up, you're trying to get to the same place. Like, I read, um... Did you read that book, The Power of Now? Oh yeah, I'm into the I'm into all kinds of books like that, like so, all that. I love. I really Edgar Tolle. He's such a genius. Yeah, and like he's incredible. My buddy Phil, 
we were we were in Germany doing the Wacken Festival last summer. Speaking of metal. Which friend? Oh, okay, yeah, we can go the to Wacken metal. Festival. Eckhart Tolle and metal. They go to hand in hand. Pardon? What friend were you there with? My uh, my friend Phil Costello. We have this band called Witch Taint. And uh, it's a comedy that's show current, slash right? current, yeah. Current metal. Yeah. And uh, face makeup and all, if I recall. Yeah. Oh, really? What what but kind of metal? Like, what's the ostensibly closest? Ostensibly the most extremely extreme Norwegian black metal band from Gary and Anna of all time. Pro- really? Probably. Like, super hardcore, like... No, it's not it's really not when meant, you hear it's it. It's not, not that, I'm, that I'm insinuating. It's not meant as, like, a tenacious G, like... Uh, D. 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 Uh, funny stuff. It's serious songs, serious... All no, no. Right? Oh, it's not. It's okay. funny. It's total... The origins of Witch Taint... It's a funny name. It goes like in two thousand, <laughs> like early. I'm surprised they didn't ban him for that name. I know, right? Early <laughs> in early early two thousand, I was like, you know, I was in, into Norwegian black metal and things like that, you know. But and it was a time like now. I feel like black metal is like in the pop culture zeitgeist and all that, and it has been for a Did while. Did you really now. like it, or were you being subversive? I I think some of the bands, you know, I still love Dark Throne. I think there's some great bands doing it and but most you know probably a lot of it i don't care for uh some are great like dark throne just put out a great new album last week and have many great albums but i like anything whatever the thing is whether it's that or a painter or a comedian or whatever anyone who's like pushing something to the extreme and is passionate and just taking something to some other place i'm all i'm into it so i was fascinated with that you know i read that lords of chaos book when it came out and i you know obviously I'm not, i don't that's about dark di- death metal black metal black metal sorry uh, what's the difference between like death oh, metal but wow. how much time do you have uh, not much <laughs> <laughs> um basically uh death metal even though there's 70 different kinds is gore and in uh, black metal, Satan. There you go. Oh, really? So black metal's into Satan. Yeah, but uh, but I I What's was King Diamond. Awesome. I think so too. <laughs> I mean, the, the first two Mars. If you go King yeah, Diamond, King I've, Diamond was amazing I've and, and still, genuinely scary, like back then, right? Oh yeah, like, but the, but those, actually scary. Those first two, especially Merciful Fate albums, are are excellent. And um, yeah. And you go see him now, and he, it's like I think it should be on Broadway. It's such a, a great performance. But we still performing. Totally. Really. Yeah. Maybe we maybe on our second bro date we go, first bro date we go to East West Bookstore. Second bro date we go to a King Diamond show. That's my friend. And then that Bill, way we have all, all the bases covered. My friend like. Bill Dolan, who's a very dear friend of mine at this point we had a bro date early in our friendship we went to see king diamond nothing solidifies a friendship like a king diamond concert see i picked that up picked up on that on an intuitive level so but which tank going back so i was you know as years ago I, w- I started emailing i guess a history of trolling or whatever i started emailing like norwegian black metal bands and stuff claiming to be this teenager in indiana with a band called witch taint and i live with my mother and and i was like we are the most extremely extreme band but and i ended up emailing this norwegian black metal record label and they replied and 
they were like, you know, and I was, I was just like, you can't handle the email. If you go to the black com, you can read all these emails. So they, it, we visit regularly. It, yeah, it would want to start to you. If you know, I don't, it may be my greatest achievement. What, which taint? Those emails. Those emails. You emailed them asking to put out your music? Yeah, which didn't exist. Is anyone else having problems putting thoughts together since you sucked <laughs> helium? I, I'll say... I feel a little weird. I definitely don't want to do it again. I'm definitely <laughs> not doing it again for a while. Um, I'm going to research it more. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be no fap, no <laughs> helium. Yeah. So I started emailing this guy, and it went on for six months, and... I made a demo with my friend John Kimbrough and sent it in a horrible, the longest three and a half minute song you'll ever hear. Uh, and and it it went on and on. And then, you know, I was showing my a couple friends these emails because at the time, like, now I was like, no one even knows or cares what black metal is in America. Um, and then once the emails ran their course, a guy, a friend of a friend, uh, Jeff Watson wanted to build this website of all the emails and the emails are not like if they were me like oh look at what a jerk this guy is or an idiot that's not what the emails uh, emails are mean spirited no it's more like look how patient this Norwegian black metal record label owner is being with this idiot so you should make this a book of essays and write some essays around it about metal and then incorporate the emails I want to well so then a couple years ago so you know the uh Yes, the website went crazy for a while, and like I started making T-shirts, and I would sell them sporadically, like all over the world. And then, like a couple years ago, my friend Trish Nelson was like, "Why don't you read the emails on stage?" And so, my friend Phil Costello and I started doing that, and then we we how'd that go over? It was instantly like people were into it, and then we did it at South by Southwest couple years ago and i thought like well no one's who's gonna come to this like we'd only done it like twice in new york at saint vitus and they had asked me to do stand-up and i was like yeah can i do stand-up one night and do witch tain another and like yeah and then uh my friend sheila kenny got the awesome chronicle to write an article about the show and like so we phil and i are putting our corpse paint on in the hotel and all this stuff and we're walking to the the theater where this shows little black box theater hideout and uh and we're like oh there's maybe like 10 or 20 people and then we'll just go grab a drink after it'd be fun and there's a line down the block and i we genuinely like what's going on here tonight right like because we thought they must have uh, they must have a big room and a little room right like this must be for another show and then and we walked up the back of the line so no one saw our faces we just kind of walked in we're like no one said anything like and then so it was totally sold out. How uh, did that happen? I I guess people saw the article and thought it was interesting. If you build it, they, they will. And uh, so we did it, and you know we you know we came back and did it here. We did it in London, and then we got asked to do it. And I'd been doing the uh, doing comedy shows in Norway for a few years, and there's a great festival, the Crap Comedy Festival, which I'd done before, and they were like, "Do you want to crab come or crap? Crap, crap." And they, which might mean something else in Norwegian, or it might not. Um, probably. And so, they had, uh, they uh, had us do it there, and that was kind of like doing it in the belly of the beast, like going back to yeah, back the, to where it and, all began. Uh, 
And by this time, I'd, I'd become friendly with Fenris from Dark Throne, and I knew some of the guys in this scene, and a handful of them came out. And Fenris is like, you know, kind of like the godfather, the living godfather. He's the Keith Richards of, of death, black metal. Of black metal. Basically. And we're backstage, and the producer of the festival is like, I just got to tell And he's like a famous guy in Norway. They're like, Fenris is apparently in the front row. And I was like, oh, shit, the jig is up. Like, he's going to hate this, and I'm going to be really bummed out because I want him to like it. And he loved it and was yeah. really laughing. And I was like... And that made me feel good. Be like, oh, see, like, this is a positive show, which I think, you know, it's not making fun of black metal. Yeah. Uh, it's celebrating. Celebra- exactly. Yeah. So, and then we got asked to do it at the Vakken Festival, which is the biggest. Did you see the makeup, Joe? No. Oh, man. Okay. That is King Diamond-like. Oh, totally. King Diamond-esque. Yeah. Wow. So. That's pretty funny. But we did it at Vakken, which is, there's 100,000 people at this festival. But even Satan is a pussy. That's funny. There you go. I actually think that's true in real life. I think the devil needs you to be weak in order to really get to you. If you're strong, the devil is is weak. Absolutely. I mean, that goes for everything. Yeah. Yeah. But we did it, we're doing it in Germany, and they gave us our own little, like, comedy tent, and... And there's people from all over, primarily Europe, and we're looking, you know, and it's English as a second language for a lot of them. And, like, so we're like, oh, these people over here are l- laughing. These people here look really confused. And, <laughs> and uh, it was not easy. And especially you're you're doing it while, like, a, a metal band is playing at full volume 100 yards away or whatever. And then... After the set, when we we had incorporated some songs we had written into the show by this point, and when we would play the songs, the whole place would go nuts. So after we did the show for four days, but after the second day, we were like, "Fuck it, we're just, just being a band." Yeah. And uh, and eventually we'll combine the two things. But and also the thing like because I'm a musician and a comedian, people would see the ads when we would do the email show, the comedy show in New York, and be like, "Oh, that's a band." And then they would see the photos, and they'd see my guitar. They're like, it's a band. And I'd be like, no, it's not. It's a comedy show. So even on a flyer, it was hard to convey. So we were just like, let's go Path of Least Resistance and be the most satanic metal band of all time. But it is totally like a super fun... When's the next gig? When's the next gig? June 29th. In New York? At St. Vitus, yeah. I'm coming, for sure. Let's go. It's honestly, I have to say, you'll have a really nice time. I can't wait. And it's not. I got it because I'm I'm sort of in the dark with what you're talking about because I haven't seen. It this makes part. no sense My until you see it. My research didn't go this and far. And then when you see it, you're like, I can't unsee it. I want to. I want to see it again. I want to see it. It's super fun. All right. And well, we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap it up. But I want I want you to pick. What do you want to be, the lion or the bull? This is another segment we're starting on this podcast. With I you. gotta go. I think lion, maybe. I was hoping you would say that. Because this one, the mouth moves. Oh, I'm in. And I think Oh, that, and that looks like my sweet dog Lucy a little bit. I think the idea is we just ask each other, we interview each other as a lion and a bull. My mouth moves, too. It does. How's get, that look, eh, Good. Get the mic in there. 
Hello. It's hard to see you. It is hard to see. But I trust you th that you're there. I trust that I mean, you're here. I mean, because I can see your feet. Uh, I haven't. I gotta think of a question to ask you though. Or, you want to ask me a question as a lion to a bull? Um. What do you do for yourself, like, f to relax? I like, I love when a matador gets impaled. I love impaling matadors. They're asking for it. I think anytime you fuck with an animal and it kills you, <laughs> you were asking for it. You deserve it, yeah. Or um, gores you. What do you think happens after you die? Um, in my experience, of having been on the other side of it, there'll be a lot of um, cookies and sandwiches yeah. for the people you left behind. I think um, in the experience, you know, when my mother died, I felt, uh, I feel like ener your energy, however you want to look at it, your energy, your spirit uh, remains so Mm -hmm. And you're connected to the people you love. Do you still have a connection with your mom? Oh, it's oh my gosh, yeah. Conscious it's, and it's conscious, unconscious, and and uh, and powerful, yeah. How does she communicate to you? I have dreams, uh, you know, that uh, I wake up crying from. Wow. Uh, and and you know I've. And it, and it's interesting when I started having that. And I also had like one time at acupuncture, I felt like this hand on my leg, and I thought it was the acupuncturist. And I was yeah. and it I thought and but I could hear her on the other side of the room. So I was like, "Did you have your hand on my leg? And were there two people in here?" And she's like, "No." Anyway, and you know I say this stuff, and some people go, "They're like, oh, you're imagining it," but. I don't think so. When, after my mom died, I was like, ex uh, you know, grieving for a very long time. Yeah. And still am in some ways. And but uh, you guys are still here, right? I'm here. Um, so, uh, but here. I was talking about these experiences with I. I was like doing everything. I was like talking to my therapist. I was seeing like a holistic homeopath, or whatever, and they were both like. Oh, this is energy. And, you know, my therapist had never said anything metaphysical, spiritual or anything. And and then he was like, no, no, we're not talking about subconscious. This is real energy. Like, I think you should see these visitations as real. And the holistic guy was like, or homeopath. I don't know what That's you, cool he that was one of the two. Said that. Yeah, he was like, oh, we're not we're not on the subconscious anymore. And then That's the, wild. the other dude was like. However you want to look at it, whether like from quantum physics or string theory or, you know, spirituality or however, he's like when your energy is so intertwined and connected, like you're, you're going to be connected beyond uh, the physical realm. So uh, that's what I think happens. That's beautiful. It's pretty cool. It is. I mean, it makes me not 
I certainly don't want to lose people and I'm not crazy about the idea of dying, but it makes me fear neither. Yeah, exactly. I'm not really afraid either. I feel like it's easier to lose people in life than in death in some ways. And then yeah. you almost maybe sometimes regain people in death if that's yeah. not too weird a concept. No, I think absolutely. Uh uh, uh, like my mother in a in a weird way that I'm sure people would be like oh that some people would be like oh that's fucked but in a way I became closer to her in death in death because it was no longer about picking up the phone or visiting each other or anything yeah. like that it was like it, well, or if anything it makes you realize you're always together with the people that you love and the people that you're connected with it, 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 it's, uh, it's in the same way you know like good friends Yeah. you can you know my, my closest friends in the world I could sometimes I don't see people for like years and yeah. then you you know you hit the ground running and no time is lost and no apology is needed for not seeing each other you know and also whatever personality develop or personality disorders develop in life, they go away in death and then you're just with the person's pure spirit and essence. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, uh, you know, Dave can no longer take the last slice of pizza. Exactly. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> We're not taking these masks off, though. Really? Should no. we just end with the mask on? No, let's take them off. Let's take them off. I didn't. Sh I didn't shower. Can you tell? I. You look beautiful, Dave. I texted Ehud and asked him uh, whether there was going to be cameras because I thought I was like, I think there's cameras, but uh, yeah, we wanted it to be a TV show. Otherwise, I was gonna wear, uh, you know, like my tracksuit. That'd have been okay too. Um, but you look real cool. No, this is honestly, I picked it up off the floor, but I guess I, I go put on like some genuine clothes as opposed to a tracksuit. Track Cause I thought, I thought maybe I'll put on a tracksuit and run over here. Cause it's like a mile from my house. That's a good, and I I'll, went on a little run before this. And then, and I was like, and then maybe I'll take a loop around and do, figure a way to do like a few more miles on the way home. Third bro date, we go on a run. I'm in. How if, if not? And it's not a competition. How far do you run when you run? Uh, usually, my normal is about like three to four miles. I don't like go crazy. That's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> this is really working out. And do you, you do fast pace or or just no 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 no? I'm like not trying to be a hero with the run. Same. I'm just trying to get some oxygen and start my engine for the day. That's it. That's I'm, it, and that's what it's all about. Uh huh. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. You're and, really, and really cool, man. Appreciate you. Are too. You. I'm glad we're uh, we're on bros the path now. To being we're bros. Super bros. It's official. And, and everybody, um, free Dave Hill, free speech, y'all. Come on. That's I could see getting to a place with you where we just text each other, like, "Hey, just checking in." We gotta exchange numbers and text. Already connected, you guys. Oh, okay, this is cool. So you did via text. Oh, my phone's been going off. Should have turned it off, but now that I know what was happening. Thanks, Ehud. Yeah, Ehud. Wonderful uh, co-hosting.
producing camera work. You, can, uh, you have so a camera on you, right? Support? No, no, no but we need no. one. We need one <laughs> on him. I've been saying some, uh, that the entire time. To buy a yeah, camera. so support us on Patreon, Patreon. please. Listen like on Spotify and su- su- subscribe on iTunes. YouTube and share Watch it. We need YouTube. support, y'all. Yeah. And, and do, also do that for my podcast. Let's do too. this for Dave Hill. What's your podcast? I have two. I have Dave, Dave Hill's Hill. podcasting incident and Dave Hill history fluffer. Nice. Both on all the platforms and and Patreon. Support Dave Hill. And please pre-order my new book, Parking the Moose. It's about nice uh, title. I should have got, got a moose mask. Had I known. I'll get you a copy of the next book. time. I'd love and, that. And uh, when is it coming out? It comes out October eighth, and it's about my explorations. I spent the last two years exploring Canada, trying to connect with my roots. My Essays again. It's more of uh, a travelogue, sort of Bill Bryson <coughs> type. It's different oh, cool. from my other books. Neat. But hopefully good. I'm gonna also, check that out. We should also mention Valley Lodge has a new album out. Oh yeah, Val- Valley, Lodge, Valley Lodge, excellent power pop band. Thank you. Yeah, we have a new album out, Fog Machine on TP Records. My other band, Painted Doll. We have a record out on TP Records. See how hard it is to do research on Dave Hill. He's got so many and things. And uh, and we're doing. We start a new Painted Doll record next week. It's me and Chris Ryford from Autopsy speaking of death metal, and. And then the Witch Chain record will be out hopefully soon. St. Vitus, June 29th. St. Vitus, June 29th. All right, y'all. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing it.